Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. We're celebrating. And here's what we're celebrating. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, we're not just celebrating us. We're celebrating the fact that God is moving people toward freedom and we are able to make an impact in this city. Come on, somebody. That's what we're celebrating. That's what we're celebrating. And, and, and so, I mean, we're excited about that. Uh, we're no longer a baby. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're a toddler. We're walking. We're walking. And so, um, man, uh, we are so excited about what God has done here and what God is building here. And I want to just jump right into it. I got something on my heart that I think uh, will help you know a little bit more about who we are and and what we're trying to do here. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35 says this, a new commandment I give to you, okay, Jesus is talking, that you would, come on, help me, love one another, love one another. As I have loved you, that you also would love one another. And by this, listen to this, all will know that you are my disciple. All will know. All will know. So here's the thing is that here's the idea. We know what team you're on. We know what jersey you're wearing by the attitude that you walk in. And so when love is present, people are like, okay, I see you. You're on team Jesus. When love is not present, you want another team. Come on. Listen. 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 The truth is, it says this. You are my disciple, and if you have love for one another, if we love one another. Listen, we're in a society where everybody wants to be right more than everybody wants to love. So there are constant fightings and constant, well, I have this set of facts and I have these set of facts and everybody's trying to tell that I'm right, listen to me. But here's what I'm telling you is Jesus had a mandate of multiplication and he knew what would multiply the body and love is the multiplier. Come on, listen to say, love is the multiplier. And so I am not trying to talk about love in the sense of our culture where you do you and it don't matter what you do. I'm talking about real love. I'm talking about the love that believes that if you take the steps ordered by the Lord, it will unlock everything in your life. I guess to back it up, Romans 12, 9 and 11 says this. Listen to this. Let love be without hypocrisy. So here's the deal. What it's saying is your love can be fake. Your love can be a fake love. You ever, uh, uh, don't call nobody's name, okay? Don't, we're a no-nudging church. But... Have you ever met someone that said, oh, I love you, and you're like, do you? Do you really? Oh, I love you. Doesn't feel like love right now. In fact, it feels like the opposite of love. I know what you're saying, but I know I'm feeling, come on, something a little different And the truth of the matter is the Bible is written for the believer. And so we're not talking about the lost right now. The Bible is written to us. And here's what he is saying. We can be a little fake in our love. And and we need to look a little bit at our love. Look at this. It says this. Adhor what is evil. That means hate. Hate what is evil. Do you know that Sin and the things that are evil will affect your love. Why, why, why will it? Because here's the deal. Is the enemy causes us to be tempted, which then will cause shame and hurt and bondage. It will then harden our heart and we will not love people. So that there is this idea that God doesn't want you not to do evil because 
it's bad for you. God wants good things for you. And so you cannot, come on, listen, embrace evil and avoid its consequences. God has good things, come on, help me, for you. Here's what it says. Cling to what is good. Cling. How many of y'all know somebody who has little babies? The Cheatwoods were over at our house uh, a couple nights ago, and they have an 18-month-old little boy um, named Malachi. And what was funny is everywhere Devin went, Malachi was right here on the lake. It was like, <laughs> it was like, like the baby was right. Ah! And so when dad left, ah! and here's this idea is that in a culture that is trying to feed you a opposite agenda, you've got to make sure that in this world, you are a clinger. You are clinging to the truth. Come on. How many of y'all have been alive long enough to know that what the world will offer you will sound appealing, it will sound impressive, and it will tell you that it is everything that you need, but it will leave you empty. It will leave you empty. Does anybody know that? Does anybody know? Come on. Did, did, did any find, anybody find long-lasting happiness at the club? Come on. Maybe while they were playing your jam, you were like. But then after a while, come on. It ain't there. Sir, it's not in the corner office. It's not in the six figures. Ma'am, it's not when you get your house. It's not when you get your family. It's not when you get, well, I just, if I could just have kids, everything would just be, if I could just have kids, then. Now, here's the deal. Kids are a blessing, a blessing. They are nothing but a blessing. But you need to understand, there will be a season when they will spill everything that you have on your floor. Come on, somebody. Get it nice afterwards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, you got to cling to what is good. And here's the deal. Look at this. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. With brotherly love. Honor. Give preference to one another. Man, if we are ever in a culture, there's no honor. We have adopted in our culture this idea that if you've not been with me through all of the hard moments, then you don't really love me. Here is the idea, is that we should be able to give love and love you, come on, and honor you and speak to the value in your life, even if we don't talk every day. What we've done is we've negated the body of Christ and we've turned it into everybody has to be my best friend. The body of Christ is there's a finger, there's a thumb, come on, there's a voice. Come on, anybody, people, God used certain voices in your life in a certain season and they were, they were life-changing for you. Come on. Here's this idea. At the house, we are going to be a multi-generational multicultural church we're going to be multi and here's why i love the energy come on of the 21 year old throwing up your rock fist come on i love it i am working as hard as i can to elevate the age on this stage past 23 come on but here's what i need you to know we are going to be multicultural multi-generational, and we are going to be what Rogers and Northwest Arkansas needs because we're not going to be the most segregated place on Sunday morning. We are going to be a place that I look at you, I look at your eyes, and I don't look past you, but I believe that God is doing something in you. Come on. And we're going to be a place that speaks to that. That's what we're going to do. Brotherly love. Can I talk a little bit real quick about this? Can I break this down? In church, everybody over 45 is scared of everybody who's 18. And everybody who's 18 is scared of everybody who's over 45. But you got the one percenters that, you know what, you're 18 and you're dressed like 70. But, but, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, we're just going to go and deal with this. Can we deal with this? Okay. 
if you're 45, if you're 50, if you're 55, and you see a young person walking to you, don't grab your wallet. Don't look at their hair. Don't start judging them because they got skinny pants on, and you're like, I don't even know how you got in those. That took you a while, baby. <laughs> and let me tell you something. For all you 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds, and you see all this white hair and gray hair, and you're like, cool, I go to a church where Moses is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I get it. I get it. But if you're not careful, here's what will happen is God is raising up spiritual sons and daughters, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. And listen, what you need to know this, every 18-year-old, 19-year-old, your culture says you only respect those who have walked with you. But God doesn't say that. God says you honor those who have gone before you, even if they don't know you, because here's what you need to know. If they're in their 60s and 65, and 70 and they're still in church they've had every opportunity to leave you're talking about 21 and people hurt my feelings i don't even know i'm gonna go back now you're a little first world problem you got someone made you mad they made fun of your tennis shoes and now you're like i don't even know i want to go back to church look at someone who's 70 and go man you still here i'm good you're still coming? Highs and lows? You're still coming? We are going to be a church, come on, that operates in love. And here's the thing. Katie and I can't be the only ones that do this. Our leadership team, our dream team cannot be the only ones that do this. The truth of the matter is this is the mandate. Listen, not to those who want to be in the ministry. This is the mandate to believers. Honor one another. Honor Give preference to one another. In other words, we're not a church that wants to open the door so I can walk in. We want to open the door so you can walk in. Does that make sense? It's an inversion. That's why everybody likes Chick-fil-A. Who don't want to go to a place where there's clean tables and they say, my pleasure. I'm like, I feel the anointing of God right here. I ain't playing. You go to other fast food and they're like, what do you want? You want to come back here and get it yourself? <laughs> yeah. I can. Not lagging in diligence. Not lagging in diligence. Look at this. You know what that means? That means every Sunday I'm coming. I'm not a once a monther. Come on, somebody. I'm going to pull them back. Listen, not lacking in diligence. Here's the deal. We can't learn from you if you're absent. That's the reality. Well, here's the thing. I've gone to churches and I got, I got, I've been studying YouTube for about 15 years. I got really good theology. I'm just ready to preach. Well, here's the deal. Let me, let me break it down to you simple like. God never promotes intelligence. He always promotes character. And a lot of people are trying to use their gift to to have a place in someone's life. But your gift will only elevate you so far. Love is the thing that makes people want to lean into what you have to say. Does that make sense? Love is the thing that is the multiplier. Fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Come on, we need some Christians that got a little bit of spiritual eye of the tiger up in them. Come on, rising up. There's something in there that is fueled by the Holy Spirit and not just excitement because excitement for church will leave. Serving the Lord. That's why we want you to jump in on the dream. You've got to serve. You've got to serve. You've got to give because here's the deal. We believe that interaction of serving is going to unlock a conversation that's going to connect someone with their purpose. This morning, we're going to talk about how love is a multiplier. What's the most important part of life? Well, come on. Some of you would say, uh, sleep. Come on, where my sleepers? Come on, holla. I don't ever get enough. I'm waiting for the day. Some of you would say travel. Come on, fishing, food. Come on, where my foodies at? Foodies, come on. Yes, I love y'all. I love y'all. Listen, 
Family, someone would say family. The, the most important thing is family. Most important thing is rest. I believe it's how we love. It's how we love people. Love is the most important aspect of life. When we deny people love, we deny people who God is. Because God is love. Does that make sense? And so for us, the enemy wants you to be offended, wants you to have walls, because if you are held captive by everybody else, then you are in a defensive posture and you cannot love. Many times our love is held back because of busyness, hurt, or lies. In the last four years, you may not believe this or not, but, I, but I've heard a lot of, I'm too busy to help. I'm too busy to love. I'm too hurt right now to help or love. And we're not talking about coming for a season and sitting under the word and soaking and getting your heart right. Man, we, we all need, this, this church is going to be two things. It's going to be a hospital and a catalyst. When you come in, we want to take all of the lies of the enemy and we want to see all of that surgically removed. And the Bible calls that transformation. But that's not the end product. We are not trying to make you a better you. We're trying to make you an effective you. And so the next part is the teaching so that you can be equipped to do what God has called you to do and feel confident in leading even though you may not be perfect. People say, well, I'm too messed up to help. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> listen, listen, if you're really, really perfect and you've been given spiritual gold stars your whole life, uh, th there's another church for you. This is not it. Um, okay, listen, listen, again, listen, in, in Scripture, we see that God pours out his love, listen, while we were yet sinners. Sinners, come on, don't be so in the system that you forgot why you needed all of this grace and all of this love. Come on, the fact that we've all, the Bible says, fallen short of the glory of God. I know your Facebook book looks better. I know your Instagram post looks good. I know you finally made it to the, the, a different street. Come on, does that make sense? And it looks like everything's working for you. But the truth of the matter is when we come here, love is out of this idea that he first loved us. He first loved us. I think the reason I'm so passionate about this topic, love as a multiplier, is because I've seen it in my life. Uh, I, m many of you know my, my story, but adopted from a foster home, parents got divorced, uh, uh, learning disabilities. I mean, I, I, I was the kid that we, we hit church about 12 and when I was 12, and, and I, was, I was not on anybody's radar to be like anything other than annoying. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all were that person? Be honest. Come on. Come on. Don't lie in church. Come on. I was not. I was never the team leader. <laughs> Come on. I was never the one that that the pastor would go, whoa, I don't know, young man of God. Come on. I was the kid running through. I had, you know, like everybody wanted to spank me. Come on. Like everybody wanted a piece of this because whack. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to get in. Like I, if 10 minutes with that kid, I could fix him. Come on. How many of y'all? Y'all had a lot of fixers. But I became, I came to, a, to, to, to two pivotal churches in my life that began to love me. Love me. People love me enough to tell me the truth. See, love me, love me enough to tell me the truth. Love me enough to give me time. Love, enough, love me enough to, to bless me. I remember uh, th there was one year where I was trying to get through college, and I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford to go back, and so I was working full-time job. I would uh, work at a barbecue restaurant and work in the pit, and we had to be there at like 5.30, and then I would get off at 8, 8.30, and then I would go fold clothes at a laundromat from like 9 to like 11 or 12, and just trying to get back to college, and I had to, Somebody come up to me and say, hey, why are you not in college? I'm like, he said, you know what? Why don't you meet me? We met. He said, you know, I was praying for you the other day. I'm going to pay for your next year of college. And I, I just remember, <laughs> like, like, come on. See, the idea is 
that the church was a place that I met people who wanted to bless me. I met people that believed in me, even though they didn't see all of my stupidness. I, because I, I, come on, y'all, I had some. I had some. They loved me enough to, be to, to tell me no. Listen, can I tell you this? If your relationship with God is only yeses, you're not deep. Your relationship with God cannot be conditional based on yeses only. Sometimes God builds character in no's. An anointed no is just as good as an anointed yes. And you need some people in your life that say no. Come on. You need some people in your life that will forgive you when you fail. Come on, there were countless times in my life when I, 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 I caused self-inflicted harm. And uh, there was grace given to me. Come on, anybody love another chance? Come on, anybody want another chance? Come on, all y'all, the rest of y'all don't like chances? Okay. Come, come on, I, I like chances. Come on, listen. I was in a place where I got a lot of chances. I got a lot of chances. Um, I, was, I was loved enough to fail in leadership. Oh, let me tell you something. I did a lot of failing. I am so glad that God wait, allowed me to wait till I was 40 to start this. I'm not saying that I hadn't failed in the last four years, but there ain't nothing like I did the first 40. Come on, does that make sense? Come on, don't, don't you love the fact that you don't have to be perfect when you come to church? I've been loved enough to be followed. Come on, here we go. We're going to storm hell. We'll get our water pistols and take it. Listen, love is a multiplier. I, I think the, the big thing I want to unpack today is this. In John chapter 21, verse 15 through 19, it says this. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then he said to him, feed my lambs. Everybody say, feed my lambs. Then he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter's like, man, come on, you know, man, we could, I love you. I love you. He said, tend my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved. Man, you're asking me, this. why don't you believe me? What, what can I do to communicate this to you? And the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, listen, feed my sheep. We could dive into this. We could go deep and talk about agape love and, and, and all the different types of love. But, but I think the, what we've done in trying to di dissect what Jesus meant is we've missed a principle of multiplication. Jesus showed Peter, who was Peter at this moment? Peter had denied Jesus. He went back to fishing. In the moment where he was supposed to stand up and say, I'm with this dude, he ran out, denied Jesus three times. Now he's back on the boat. Peter comes and says, have you caught any fish? Jesus says, have you caught any fish? Peter instantly knows it's Jesus, jumps in the water, and comes back. Do you know that in the story, there is no mention of Jesus going in and on and lecturing about what Peter did? Why? Because the sign that Peter jumped out of the boat into the water to come back to Jesus was all Jesus was looking for. Some of you, you have this wrong theology that you, you need major moments of penance. What you need to do is jump out of the boat, get in the water, and come back. Because here's the deal. When you come back to the thing that you left then I can begin to give you, the Lord says, what will multiply you, what will change you, and what will move you. I don't want to be about what you did. I want to be about where we're going. Come on, help me now. Come on. There are things to do. There are things to do. And Jesus lays out this principle. And look at this. Here is the principle of multiplication. Feed the lambs, tend the sheep, feed the sheep. And we're going to talk about this real quick. Come on. Look at someone and say, it's going to be good. 
Look at someone else and say, I think it's about to get even better. Listen, when we read this verse, a flood of emotions begin to, listen, capture my heart because God has a way of building a long-term relationship with people. Church, my road, Katie's road, many of your road has been because someone took time to feed, someone took time to tend, and someone took time to begin to break down spiritual concepts so that you could get them, understand them, and move forward. We believe that there is something in you, and we believe that if you will get healed and you will get free and you will live free, that here's the thing, is that you'll start feeding other people. Someone here needs you. Someone here needs you. Church, part of the body of Christ, it, 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 it's more than attendance. God isn't looking for a church that there are a lot of attenders God is looking for a church that there are people who will deny themselves, pick up their cross, and go do the work. Come on, help me. When you step out of insecurity, hurt, whatever it is, to find a connection, here's the thing. Listen to this. We believe that a transformational process will begin in your life. That is why we care about life groups. So I want you to give you this. I want to give you this. Stepping out leads to connections. Connections lead to relationship. Relationship leads to revelation. Revelation leads to freedom. Freedom leads to love, and love is the multiplier. Listen, come on, come on, listen to this. In your life, I try to work hard to preach, but I know good and well people don't listen to anything I'm saying. That doesn't hurt me. I, I believe that we retain 20%, 30%, 40%. But it is the coffee moments. It is the real moments when I am able to take away the big crowd. Come on, somebody, and make it small. Now, this is huge because we've got to rally. We've got to turn our eyes to the Lord. We've got to preach the word of God. We've got to be in unity of body because here's the deal. We all get nasty in our heart we begin to get offended and break relationship and think about what you should have done and think about what you did and you didn't do this and you didn't do that you didn't reach out to me you didn't say that so we all have to be together but look at this when you begin to step into life when you begin to step out you you begin to form connections can i tell you this you're too young for your friend quota to be full there may be another voice that god has that he wants to put in your life Connections lead to relationship. Relationship lead to revelation. There's, there, I remember hearing about the Holy Spirit sitting around and talking to someone. I remember talking about freedom. I heard something in a big group, and then I got in a small group, and they begin to unpack some things. Come on, listen to what I'm saying. Revelation, listen. Once you get a revelation, then you can start walking in some freedom. Once you get free, listen, that's why this culture is different. I don't know if you've experienced that, but I love hearing, man, I went to the house and you know what? They, everybody's so friendly. Everybody's, we're, not, we're not trying to work on customer service out of the overflow of our heart. We begin to love people. Does that make sense? Come on. As we begin to talk about this, Jesus asked the question, do you love me? Do you love me? So here are some questions that I have for you. I, can I suggest to you this, that it is possible to be around Jesus and never step into the next dimension of loving people. Who was Jesus talking to? He was talking to Petey Pete, the rock, the dude who's been with him for three years. Have you ever had someone talk to you and break down a basic concept that you understand and you're working hard not to be offended? Come on, anybody? Like you're driving a car and someone goes, well, you know, did you check? And you're like, I've been driving for 30 years, man, back off, bruh. I know what I'm doing here, okay? Jesus and Peter have had a three-year relationship and Jesus begins to download this concept of love. I love you, okay? Here's what it looks like. Here's what it looks like. Here's the other thought is that, is that 
uh, I think that um, most of the time we need to be reminded that are we in a place of love or are we in a place where we're just doing the system and going through the motions and doing church, but we're not really being affected, come on, listen, by love. Love is a multiplier. Love is not lectures. Love is, come on, come on, love over lectures, love over loneliness, love over lack, love feels different. Come on. Here's what Jesus says. He says, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. We are a church that is going to be after the next generation. We are going to be a church, listen, that cares about the next generation. And so there are going to be countless times when, you know what, we're going to be singing a song and you're like, do they even know one hymn? Do they, do they, relax, do they even know one hymn? You know what I'm saying? And so we, we turn off a culture because we want to connect with God the way we connected with God when when you were younger. Does that make sense? Come on, some of you shout to the Lord to see you jam. Some of y'all still loving oceans. Come on. Some of you, just give me some I exalty. Come on, come on. I You know it. We need some real worship up in here. People jumping up and there's 50 million words on there and nobody can sing them. I'm like, by the time I'm starting to sing it, it's gone. <laughs> I get it. But here's the deal. For our church, if we want to grow a healthy church, listen, we've got to take care of the lambs. The lambs. And so here's the deal. This church is going to feed the lambs. And so when we do our children's program on Wednesday night, life groups, when we do all of our stuff, listen, what I'm telling you, we're not babysitting over there. We're not, oh, well, you know, it's a babysitting service, so you can come get the word. No, no, no. We want people in there that are holding the babies, that are praying over them, speaking over them, prophesying over their life. Say, you know what? Well, this child's going to break generational curses. They're going to be better and different than their parents. Not that their parents are bad, but come on, we're going to hold the ladder and let someone else climb up. We've got to feed our lambs. We've got to feed our lambs. And so way too many people are so focused on feeding themselves, but how we grow a strong church is there's got to be a percentage of people that are not just totally broken. We're looking for people. They want to go into the taught area. Can you, come on, how long has it been since you had a two-year-old and a three-year-old and a four-year-old and you break down a concept about God? He's our father, he's the father, and like, he's the father, he's the father. And then all of a sudden, I can't tell you how many times we've gotten texts, my child is singing this song and they are understand. We're feeding lambs. That's why out there today, we have, uh, if you want to know what we're teaching, we have exactly what we're teaching out there. Go look at it. Go see what we're teaching your kids. Go see, because we're feeding lambs here. We're feeding lambs. Youth group, listen, we're, we're feeding lambs. And listen, I didn't know we were going to have to be out so late. My kids come rolling in last night at about 1.42. And I was like, y'all better be full. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We serve Jesus in this house from six to nine. <laughs> Come on, listen. And my kids, I'm asleep, and it's 1:42, and they're coming. Dad, it was awesome. It was like, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm tired. And then they want to keep telling me about it. It's on an Andy Mineo rapper. And so here's the problem: is that you want young people jumping up and down on the stage. You want young people coming by. Well, I just don't like that church. There way too many young people. They just hit you and just walk through and that's not even polite. Just, you bump me. Hey, come on, do you need a hug? Come on, where's Sam? Sam, come up here real quick. Y'all give Sam a big hand. Today, Sam was up here leading worship. If y'all haven't heard her, she, she, she's growing. Got a calling on her life. But, but four years ago when we started, come on, glasses. 
Glasses aren't bad, but you know, come on. I'm not showing no pictures. I'm not, you know, there may be some single out here. Listen, okay, listen. But all of a sudden, we didn't know when we met her four years ago, and she was just being faithful and serving in youth group and singing on the worship stage in, in youth group and voice cracking and ah. we, we, we didn't know at that time that she would be moving and growing because of what she's feeding and what she's learning and be able to lead people into the presence of God. Come on. Come on. Y'all give her a big hand. Listen, listen. The truth of the matter is we want you involved. In this church, kids are not a burden. Kids are not a burden. Come on. Listen, now, obviously, we understand kids talk in church and whatever, and we, we, we do want to take them out, and we want to do, but, but, but here's the deal. Don't get it twisted. We are not against family. I can't wait till we get a bigger place. We're talking about making the kids bigger. We're talking about more classrooms. We have more teachers that want to jump in. We're, we're, I mean, everything that we're doing is we're going to feed our lambs. And here's the deal. I am convinced that I am not going... They may pick the club, but it's not because this place is going to be boring. There's going to be life in this place. There's going to be fun in this place. And they're not going to have to go anywhere else to find a little bit of hope and happiness. It's going to be here. Come on, somebody. And so here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to fight for our lambs. I'm asking you to affirm our lambs. And I'm asking you to make a place that prepares for our lambs to grow. Come on, you remember being 13? Totally insecure. Every 13-year-old that walks in, you look at their eye and say, we're glad that you're here. Well, they know it. No, they don't. They don't know. They don't know it. That's why they're all on Instagram because they're hoping that someone says I'm valuable. They're going to hear that at this church. Don't let no young people walk by you without looking in their eyes and saying, come on, because they're lambs that God has brought and we're going to feed them. The second thing is tend my sheep. Come on. We're talking about, we're talking about Tending sheep. See, lambs are different than sheep. Lambs um, haven't produced any offspring yet. Lambs are a little younger. They're more tender. They're weaker. And they need protection. Sheep have been producing. See, here's the thing is Friday night, we had a man night. Come on, any men show up? Come on, man night. Had almost 70 men show up, eating food, worshiping, hanging out, having fun, com com being competitive. But you know what? As awesome as, as that was, you know what was even more awesome? On that Friday night, a couple nights ago, we had um, a man in our church whose name is Brian, and his mom passed away that week. And the visitation was on man night. And we had seven people from his life group show up and be there and text him and show up to the visitation because at the house, we are tending sheep. See, sometimes people need to be tended. And here's what I need you to know, just so that as you're coming, because you, from a distance you may see us and, oh, man, they're, they're awesome. No, 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 here's the deal. Um, I'm gifted to communicate. I'm working on living this just like you are. Come on, somebody. I put my underwear on just like you do. It doesn't just, I don't, I don't, I don't just get up and, oh. Here's the thing. If you're looking for a church that only the pastors will tend to you, this is probably not your church. It does not mean that we are too busy for you, but we believe the church is called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. When I go visit someone in the hospital, I don't visit them because I'm a pastor. When I call someone who's going through something hard, I don't do that because I'm the pastor and I'm secretly scared they're going to leave our church. If you're going to leave our church because you didn't get a text, you weren't in community. Come on. That doesn't mean that we aren't working. Come on, Mark, we've been working. 
Mark and I meet once a week, to try, and we have a list of people that we're praying for, that we're connecting with. So we know that as we grow, we've got to grow in tending. We've got to care for our people, and we're wanting to work hard, listen, to care for our people. But here's the deal. As we grow, there in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, Moses was trying to do it all, and people were waiting in line way too long, and they were not getting their answers met because everybody was waiting for Moses. And Moses' father-in-law said, the way you're doing it is wrong. You need to empower some people so that people can get answers. That's what we're doing. Does this make sense? Even Jesus feeding the 5,000, he made the disciples sit them in groups, and he served them when there was order. We have a place of order. And so tending the sheep looks like this. We are going to have spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, and we are going to raise up spiritual sons and daughters, and there are going to be people, listen, who are going to influence your life, and you've got to allow people to love you. You've got to allow them to love you. And so for singles in this house, let me just tell you, the greatest fulfillment you can have in life is doing something for somebody else. Love, love people at the house. This is a place where people build life and we need your help, listen, to help tend to people. Well, I want to talk to the pastor about marriage. You need to talk to Hal about marriage. You, you, need, you need to talk to Mark and Mary about marriage. You need to talk to Brennan about marriage. You need to talk to Nick about marriage. Come on, does that make sense? We've got countless men that you can talk about marriage. Jason, but if you're waiting for a one-on-one -on -one with me, there are a lot of men who have turned off the bad stuff, turned on the good stuff, and won't go there, and they can help you if you'll let them tend to you. Well, I just need the pastor's wife. Let me tell you something. She ain't even really that good at prayer. <laughs> I'm kidding. She taught, she taught a class on it. But some people think that the only, only the pastors have the good stuff. And I'm by grace. She's by grace. The same God that works through us works through you. And the reason this house is going to grow is because we have people that will say yes to tending. Come on. Come on. You may be saying, okay, I believe it. Here's what's going to happen. Oh, this is so exciting. Listen to this. Just a couple more minutes. If you start tending people, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get hurt. <laughs> Anybody want to sign up? There is this idea that people want to talk about church hurt. Well, I've been hurt by church. Well, you know what? That's finally now we're talking about something I really want to talk about. I want to talk about church hurt. Okay? Let's talk about church hurt. Jesus picking Paul for the work of the ministry said this. I'm going to show Paul what he may have to suffer in order to do my work. Here is the idea. What you receive by grace when you begin to walk in it, listen, you're going to experience the same rejections and hurts. But that's what's called, that's what we're called to do. Listen, listen, time out, time out. Balance is a key. We're not talking about disregarding people and just living offended. We're talking about really caring about people, leaning into relationship. And here's what I'm telling you. Hurt is waiting for you because the church is different than a business. Business is transactional first, relational second. I have a product, I need to sell it. The church is relational first, transactional second. I want to know you. I believe there's a purpose for you. Now, if you'll take these steps, I believe that God will produce this in your life. That's why there's always church hurt. But I am looking for some people that will walk through the process of healing, listen to this, and will say, I am okay living hurt as long as I get to see multiplication happen in people's lives. Some will go, some will not go, but guess what? How many people can you affect their life 
if you just stay the course. Come on, does this make sense? Is this good? Come on, help me. Help me. The truth of the matter is, we got to tend the sheep. The last one is feed the sheep. Feed the sheep. And so here's the deal. There's some of you that you're older in your faith. You're more mature in your faith. And I appreciate that you went to seminary. I appreciate that you uh, get on YouTube and you study every night. But you need to come and feed. You need to come and learn. You need to come and grow. You need to keep growing. You need to keep going. Because here's the deal. Way too many people have old experiences with God. Come on, you need to keep eating. You need to keep learning. And so at the house, we're going to feed our lambs so they grow. We're going to tend our sheep. We love you. You're in a life group. Are you connected? Hey, we're going to do worship nights and prayer nights and man nights and women nights. And we're going to do these things because we're tending to you. But then we need you to be able to want to feed. And we promise you every Sunday that you come here, there is going to be an encouraging and challenging word that begins to speak to you that if you will take it and eat it, it'll change your life. See, feeding sheep. Jesus was telling Peter, do you love me? I love you. Okay, great. What's your system for feeding my lambs? Tending my sheep and feeding my sheep. For us here, here is a system. We don't want you to feel like you have to work and jump through hoops and programs. But here's the thing is that when you come here for the first time, God's doing something here. And the jump rope is going. And we, want, we don't want you to be here for six months looking, how do I get in on that? If it is our job to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, here is what we do. Your first step is to go through framework, find out who we are, find out um, how our governing structure is, who our overseers are, find out how we rightly divide the word, go through framework. The second thing we want you to do is we want you to go through freedom. In the four years of working, here's what we have seen takes people off the team, internal brokenness. If I can get you free, come on, if the Holy Spirit can move, if God can begin to move in your life, then here's the deal. We're going to be able to stay friends a whole lot longer. Let's get you free. Then on Wednesday night, every other Wednesday night, we do a leadership course. And Katie and I teach that right now with our team. And every other Wednesday night, we're training leaders because we believe that God's sending seed. Come on. And we want you to go through leaders because we believe there's a calling on your life. Then Moses and, and I'm, I'm sorry, your name's not Moses. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, golly, you, you've been walking up the mountain? Uh, Adam and William and Hal and all of their wives have put together this, this thing about living missional. And so here is what we want to do. This is how we're feeding. Listen to this. We want you to get to know us. We want you to get to know him. We want you to get to know leadership. And then we want you to get to know missional living. And if you do that, love will be present in the house and we will multiply. Not because, oh, look at the church, they're growing. No, no, no. You're growing, and God, and you're becoming a minister. Come on, and now you understand your role in your job. Now your job has value. Come on, somebody. And now God is doing something in your life. This last semester, we had 38 parents sign up for our parents' class. Come on, it was awesome. Awesome. Come on, come on, come on. We have a marriage life group. So here's the deal. Here's what I'm saying to this. I know it sounds like a long info commercial. It's not. Here's my point. Is we are working on having structure so that you can feed. Because we believe there is something in you that somebody needs. And we can't do it without you. Does this make sense? Feed our sheep. Every church, remember here, there's an assignment on your life. Here is our thought at the house. We want to do all the good we can by all the means we can in all the ways we can in all the places that we can at all the times that we can to all the people that we can. God has something for you, but way too many people just settle for coming to church. We're going to affect this next generation. Come on, if you're a teacher, come on, we want to know what school you're at. 
we've been partnering with, uh, what was the school, right? Matthias. We got more. Come on, we want you to be on the school boards. We want you to be, we want to help the next generation. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to feed lambs. I love Drew. Uh, I don't know if y'all know Drew and Katie Clemens. Come on, they just uh, finalized their adoption. enemy wants you broken, mad, and messed up so that you will never step into all that you can be. How's your love? If you've been here a long time and you're waiting for everybody to say hi to you, I'm asking you to invert that and start saying hi to everybody else. Come on. Is this good? This is where we're going. So here is my one question, and then we're going to be done. How is the Spirit of God refreshing your vision for others? Some of you, you may need to go up to someone who's not your age, and you may need to have a conversation with them. Some of you may need to go up to someone who is not your color, and you need to go up and say, hey, how are you? Some of you may need to go up. We have a lot of women here. And you know what? I meet women all the time that hate women. <laughs> like I am one, but I hate them. Maybe you need to go up and say, hey, how are you? I meet men all the time that don't want any men to know them. Maybe you need to stop just trying to find your seed and find your place. Come on, does that make sense? And there's a place for you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.